when you're so passionate about something, you're, you're going to go through hard times in business. Yeah. There are always times where like you hit rock bottom and you need that why to push you through. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Hello, lovely people. Today we are in for a treat because we have Petter Schulman on the podcast. Petter is the CEO and founder of Goodness Me, a monthly box of nutritionist approved foods to help you feel seriously good that get delivered right to your door. Petta has been on a real journey since her health hit rock bottom nine years ago, which kickstarted her journey into health, wholesome foods and natural healing. This is where her brilliant business was born and has since been on a mission to make wholesome foods part of everyone's pantry. So welcome, Petta. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So nice to be here. Of course. I've been so excited about this one because I honestly look up to you so much. You're such an awesome woman. You're mm-hmm. doing incredible things. So I'm so pumped for today's episode. I can't wait to get into it. Thank you. Thanks. That's so nice. And we always have such good chats as well. So it's so good to be here and actually dig into everything. Absolutely. So to get us started today, I would love to hear about your personal health journey. As with a lot of us, it can sometimes take hitting rock bottom before we really make that conscious effort to look into healing from more of a holistic point of view. So what was that journey like for you? Yeah, and that is just so spot on what happened to me. It took me getting to my worst to say, hold on, something needs to change. And I just find that happens so often. But basically, I was 21 and got really unwell. And what I thought initially was the flu turned into three months of being in bed And then sort of three years, which sounds insane now when I say that and look back, of just being low energy, completely fatigued, having brain fog um, and a really, really poor immune system. And I went to so many doctors over the years with no answers, which was an incredibly frustrating Mm. experience that I sort of kind of accepted it as my normal. Like I actually Mm. forgot over that time what it was like to jump out of bed with full energy. And it got to a point where I got put on my eighth antibiotic for the year And I had to stop and say, this just isn't normal. Begged my GP to see an immunologist and finally got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. So my body doesn't create enough antibodies like a traditional person's body. Mm. And I was getting sick all the time as a result. But I was just told at that point, well, there's nothing you can do. You just have to go on these protein antibody transfusions for the rest of their life. And I was like, hold on, but... I notice when I drink alcohol, I get really sick immediately. Yeah. When I have really, you know, one or two hours of sleep, I immediately get sick. When I'm eating certain things, I feel really unwell. And I got completely shut down and told that that has nothing to do with it, which I'm sure, Insane. you know, as a nutritionist yeah. yourself, you yeah. find wow. mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. My mind's just like, oh, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for all those so, years. Yeah. So I suppose at that point, I remember going home from that doctor being so upset. I was 24 at the time. And then I thought, hold on, I woke up in the morning really angry 
And I was like, I don't want to live this way. There must be another answer. I started doing research, went to another practitioner who said, start by cutting out artificial and processed ingredients, eating whole foods. And it was quite remarkable the difference I started to feel within three months. And it it took a lot of work and effort and research to understand what to eat. But um, my test results started reflecting improvements after three months, after six months, after nine months. I never ended up going to hospital like that doctor had suggested. So that's that was really, you took matters into your own hands, really, and started yeah. creating change. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it was incredibly overwhelming at first because yeah. the food industry, unfortunately, make it so difficult to understand what's actually in our food. But what I started to realize is I'd go to the supermarket looking for foods without artificial ingredients or chemicals, and I was really struggling to find anything. And then I'd walk into health food stores and find these amazing products yeah. um, made with beautiful ingredients. But what what really struck me the most was actually how good they tasted. And I think there's this sort of preconception that when someone says, oh, something's healthy, you immediately think that the taste profile might be a level down. And I think that's a huge mainstream stigma out there. And I just got so passionate about all these products. I thought I want to tell people about these brands. I want to help these brands grow. And I wanted other people to get as excited as I was about all these products. You're so right. I, as a nutritionist, I see that as well. Healthy eating is so boring. It's not fun. I'm going to miss out on all of this stuff. And it's like, no way. It's actually the total opposite. Once you get to know real flavor, you will never go back to the artificial stuff. Like it's just a whole nother world of goodness. So yeah. Yeah. 100%. And when I hear that, Mm. I actually felt a freedom with food rather than feeling restricted Mm. because There's no diet culture. There's no like bad food or things you can't have. If you're eating just food made from real food, that's nutrient dense. It's going to fill you. It's going to keep Mm. you satiated. It's like, you know, you feel like you can have the chocolate and you can have the chips. It's just all about making a better choice and knowing which, which choice to make. And I think that's the tricky part. Yeah. Yeah. So this really leads into the next question that I have for you, which is as you began your health journey and you started to really make those health conscious food swaps, what was something you found from a lot of our conventional packaged foods that are usually found, you know, in your supermarkets, you know, they, they, kind of put them in the healthy food aisle? Like what is a reoccurring ingredient or pattern that you started to notice? There were so many things and I should definitely mention like straight up, I I have never studied nutrition. Um, I've got, you know, no background as a health practitioner. So like everyone else out there, I found it really confusing. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'd look for is are there any ingredients here that I don't understand that sound like they should be in a science lab or that have numbers on them? I think that's kind of the easiest way first up. Is the ingredient list, you know, next? Is it like a list as long as my arm? I knew that the shorter the ingredient list, the better. The other thing is that I knew the first three ingredients usually make up the majority of what's in the product. Yeah. Um, a nutritionist once told me that and that, you know, ingredients are listed in descending order. And I think those are just two really useful mm. practical tips to know that. So at the at the very least, make sure, you know, I was, I was making sure that the first three ingredients were foods that I understood. But 
common ingredients I was seeing was like things like artificial sweeteners, like aspartame, you know, I was drinking a lot of soft drinks, protein bars that I thought were healthy with artificial sweeteners, um, even like your chewing gum as well. So trying to cut that out was really important. Ingredients like MSG as well. And then also just like your vegetable and seed, seed oils. And sometimes they're really hard. I was finding to not be in things like uh, chips, especially. It can be really, really difficult mm. to find chips without those, but just trying to avoid those as much as possible. Yeah. And I think, you know, at those those three things you said at the start, you know, looking for ingredients that you know, looking for an ingredients list that is not ridiculously long and really making sure the first three ingredients are something you can genuinely understand. That's just the best tool. You know, like if you can go into a store and you turn a packet around and you see a ridiculous list and numbers and all these things, that straight away is a bit of an alarm bell, probably not the right choice. Put it back down and find something with you know, that doesn't have all that stuff. I think that's just such a good go-to because reading labels can be really confusing, you know, especially when there's it's numbers involved and all of these long words. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. And even after eight years, mm. I still find it difficult. Like we Absolutely. have to ask our team of nutritionists and yeah. we come to you as well to say, you know, yeah. you know, is this okay? Mm. Is this a blurred line? Mm. You know, how do you, you want to make a better food choice, but to also not make life stressful as well and I think that's yeah. really important to not make reading the food labels to become a, a stressful situation yes. I always like to say like you don't need to be a mathematician no. to be healthy it shouldn't be stressful mm. it's like sticking to some basic principles Absolutely. that you know and like you said, you don't want to make it stressful you just want to you know those basic principles that you just explained so well that's really that's your go-to don't worry about adding up all the other things and you know, if you can read it and it's simple and you can understand, then perfect. Go with that. So don't stress yeah. yourself out because I feel like a lot of people do get so worked up and so stressed and it becomes so overwhelming. They never even want to look at the ingredients and then, you know, they continue to make the same choices because it be can be so stressful. So, yeah, great little That's tips it. to avoid that. And from being in this food industry yeah. now for so long, I cannot tell you how hard like big food yeah. companies work to get that perfect list point or that mix of sweet and salty to keep you wanting more rather than like just feeling satiated and full, putting ingredients in there that actually make you hungrier after. Yeah. So it yeah. sort of has this, this opposite effect where you mm -hmm. think you might be having a low calorie or diet food and it actually can make you feel yeah. worse long term. Absolutely. So when you started incorporating more of these wholesome and nutritious foods into your daily diet, what impact did this have on your immunity? Like, you know, what impact did it have on your sleep and your energy and your mood? You know, did you feel those differences? Absolutely. So like firstly, what is so important to remember, and I kept reminding myself this whole way was it took my body so long to feel sick. I was feeling sick like this for so long that I had to give it the time to get better. Yes. And I think often when you get to this point, you're like looking for a solution that's yeah. overnight or that takes a few weeks yeah. and it doesn't work like that. Like no. it does take hard work, but I'd say within three months, I started to notice my energy level shift and I thought, oh, like, this is really interesting. I haven't felt like this in a long time. 
you know, between like a little bit after that, my brain fog started to lift, that yeah. heaviness and achiness, my limbs started to go. I would say the hardest thing to change though was my immune system. Mm-hmm. So it definitely started to improve, but that that took a lot of work really over a number of years as well. I wonder if because what I've read is a lot of immune conditions go hand in hand with leaky gut and they don't know if one causes the other, but I think trying to work on my gut health took Mm. a long time to, to heal as well. So that was my experience, but I suppose going through that whole journey and that process led me to creating goodness me. And I was like, well, why can't others get just as excited Mm. about these products? We deliver surprise box. Mm. We promote the brands at the same time. And it's a win-win for everyone. And so I got to the point now where at the end of the year, I'd been nine months like throughout this journey of changing my lifestyle. And I went on a trek to Chile, which was something I never could have done before. And I thought if I make it through this, this trek and get through this trip and I'm still excited about this business idea, then I just wanted to go for it after that. I love it. So I, I like how you mentioned at the start, you know, you were sick for so long, you had to give it time because I do think a lot of people, you know, we all look for a quick fix. We want to feel great instantly, you know, but I think we need to really take in consideration how long were you sick for? It's going to take almost as long for your health to get back to where it was because healing is a process and it takes time. And, you know, all of these whole foods and nutrients, they are not a band-aid and they are a gradual fix for your health and it takes time yeah absolutely yeah that's it It makes it so difficult and I found that um creating daily habits Mm. was what keeps like helped me stick to everything I think habits are such a key as well to Mm. you know feeling better and living a healthier lifestyle yeah so what is some advice that you would give to someone who is doing their best to make healthier choices but is feeling pretty overwhelmed with the whole process, what is a really good starting point for them? And do you have a criteria um, when picking healthy foods out at the supermarket? I know you did say, you know, your kind of processes before, but do you have any other tips for someone who may be in a similar boat that you were in at the start of your journey? So what I found really empowering, I kind of have two tips here. Firstly, learning some key things about how to read the ingredients. And they were some of the things that I touched on before, but just having those tools and just taking the time Mm. to do it, I found really helpful. So while it can feel time consuming in the beginning, you start to get to know brands and products and then your supermarket shop Mm. becomes a lot faster. So um, it's just putting in that effort in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then I suppose in terms of, well, where do you start? You've got your whole pantry and fridge Mm. to look at. I found making key swaps gradually. So for example, picking five key things. So it might be, let's switch out all the sugary beverages that also have maybe artificial sweeteners in there. There are so many amazing other soft drinks on the market without Mm -hmm. sugar made with natural ingredients. Then, you know, switching your sauces and your dressings. Those are things that can have a lot of hidden ingredients like vegetable oils and the sugar and anything artificial in there. Mm And then it might be look at switching for oils as well. I found that really handy. So switching to really good oils like your olive oil, your avocado oil, your coconut oil, because you use those as your essentials when you're cooking. 
And then I find figuring out your breakfast is actually a really good one because that's what kicks you off for the day. And I find if you start a healthy habit that way, you know, you want to keep going for the rest of the day. So figuring out like, what are your cereals or what are your granolas or what are your breads, like whatever you might eat in the morning, setting that up right is a really great way to start. And gradually as time goes on, you can start swapping out your traditional supermarket picks with Mm. things made with actual real ingredients. Yeah, amazing. I love all those tips. And it's such a good point. Start with breakfast because it is your first meal of the day and it's it it's what kicks you off, gives you the energy. And once you make one good habit in the day, I feel like you do. You want to keep that rolling throughout the day. Absolutely. And the other one I forgot to mention is yeah. snacks. Actually, okay. snacks is really important yeah. because that is what we reach for when we're tired, like mm-hmm. you don't have the brain power left and yeah. you grab the first thing there. And so Absolutely. I think having like your remit of snacks that are your go-to mm. and finding those can yeah. be really helpful um, when yeah. you're going through this process. Yeah, I agree. I know when I'm, you know, if it's if it, afternoon, I get the munchies or I'm, I'm a bit bored and I want to eat something while I'm working. And if there is something in the cupboard that may not be the best option, my mind's just like, just eat that. It's there. Just, you know, but if you've swapped it out and you've got something more nutritious, you're going to get the energy from it as well. It's not going to make you crash afterwards and you're going to actually feel good while you're eating it because you know at the same time of satisfying your craving, you're also nourishing your body. So it's a win-win completely. So I really want to talk about your business now because I think you have an incredible business. So let's talk, how was your idea for Goodness Me sparked? So obviously with your journey, but how did that process come about? And then, you know, what were the steps you took to create your business and to make it what it is today? I suppose something I left out was I was working in the PR space throughout my whole sort of journey when I was going through Mm. these health issues. And I was working in this space in the wellness sector. And the whole ironic thing was I wasn't actually putting into practice anything I was learning, you know. Mm. So I was very passionate about promoting these brands. And that that idea kind of sparked, for goodness me, because I thought, well, I can find a much better way of getting these brands out there that's more cost effective for them as well. And that coupled with getting others, you know, discovering these products and getting excited about these products. So I really started, Melissa, it sounds super boring, but I Googled how to do a business plan. Like I had no idea, I had no business experience Mm. from before. And I followed that and started writing out ideas. And the plan was nothing like extravagant. It was a Mm. few pages, but I think that was the beauty of it is that it was actually just quite simple. And from there, I just, you know, you start with one thing where I was really particular about the design and what the experience Mm. would be like, getting the website up and then really, you know, understanding how am I going to market and launch Mm. this. And anything beyond that, I actually hadn't thought about to be totally honest. So yeah, when we launched, it was, yeah, it was like like thinking on my feet after that, what to do and and how to keep going. Okay. Wow. I just think it's such a brilliant idea. I, I love every month getting my goodness me box because I know that I'm going to have healthy snacks for the whole month. And also as, you know, being someone in the health and wellness space, it's so good to actually see what brands are popping up and, you know, what 
new businesses are starting and what kind of foods they're creating and how I can, you know, encourage my clients and just everyone to, you know, choose these nourishing foods over something else. So such a good idea. I've, I love it completely. But yeah, it's uh, so it started from something small and now it's, I feel like your business is so big and so well known. And did you think it was going to be where it is today? Oh gosh, I had, had no idea from yeah. the beginning. But I suppose something I really wanted to do from the beginning, but it was kind of like running mm-hmm. a second business was launching a, a shop to be yeah. able to buy all the products that mm-hmm. you were discovering. And one of the things I find with all the brands I've worked with over the years is it's so hard to cut through in the big supermarkets. Like yeah. there's just so much red tape between the supermarket and the consumer and the brand. And then when you've got these big food companies that are giants and have been around for years and they're paying so many dollars to be front and center at the supermarket, how do you cut through and be seen on the shelf for, you know, to be, to be noticed? And so I really wanted to launch a shop to make a difference in that space and to also say like, hey, these are the brands you can trust. Our nutritionists Mm. have reviewed all of these. You don't have to think, you know, we take the guesswork out of it for you because as we've just discussed, it is really difficult trying to decipher the packaging on a product. So that was always the dream to sort of get to that point as well, the subscription boxes, which we happened to launch early last year, which has been really exciting. Amazing. So how long has Goodness Me been around for now? It's been eight years. Eight years. Wow. Amazing. I'm sure that's gone so quickly with you, you know, everything evolving and changing and yeah, crazy. Yeah, it, it feels like it's gone so quickly and you go through so many ups and downs along the way and yeah. um, it's pretty nuts when you when you yeah. look back on it all. Yeah, wow. So one of the things that I love so much, I just said it, but is the spotlight you shine on small and up-and-coming businesses in the health and wellness space. You've created such a beautiful platform for new businesses to be discovered. This is a great example of women supporting women and businesses supporting other businesses. Was this kind of where what you wanted from the start when you created Goodness Me Box was it just to have that platform for others and to share that wisdom with the community? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So when I was working in mm. PR, PR is often like the first part of your marketing budget that yeah. gets cut, I was finding with brands. And so yeah. particularly for smaller brands, it was either something they couldn't afford mm. or I'd see them, you know, struggling with money and then they'd, they'd cut the PR budget. So I was really, really thinking hard, well, how can I do something that's going to help the brands get out there and actually be seen and create a platform? And um, I love that you mentioned as well, like female brands as well and women supporting Mm -hmm. women is something so front and center for us as well. So for example, this month, you know, we did a box that was all about female founders in there, in the subscription box. I was really passionate about that, but when I was, looking for the brands to feature in the box, I was still really surprised that such a small percentage of the food industry is female founders yeah. or even female co-founders mm-hmm. as well. So there's still definitely a way to go, but I'm all about, you know, helping to promote new businesses and, yeah. you know, female founder businesses as well. I know how hard it can be as well, raising a family and, and running your business at the same time. So yeah, yeah hats off to all the, all the women out there who do that. Of course. So 
that's really my next question because you are a mum in business. How do you go with juggling mum life, business life and just everything else in between, all the million other things? <laughs> it is hard yeah. and it's been a learning curve. So my little girl just turned one last week. Yeah. So it has been a really interesting year. I think there's a couple of things like Firstly, it's been so important for me to know what is a priority because the balls are going to drop when you're trying to juggle everything like between business, family, friends, your health. It's really hard to have all four perfect. It It just doesn't happen. But you need to know like what needs to be in place to keep the ball rolling. And for me, I have a few core things that I look for. So for example, like When it comes to the business, I've got to make sure my team are okay first and foremost because at the end of the day, they're the ones like really, really steering the ship and the business would be nothing without them as well. So, you know, if something's wrong there, I'll put everything down to attend for that. But when it comes to like my health or my personal life, I've got to know I've got the right stuff in the pantry because if I don't have time to cook for dinner or, you know, there's just something I can grab to make life easy. And then like I find my walks in the morning, that is my time to clear my my head. And that sets me up for the day for family life and work life as well. Like that puts me in more control, better focus, less stress, all of that. So I think there's just like a few things I'm I'm conscious of. Mm. But then I suppose the last part is having a support network around you. I 100% wouldn't have gotten through the year without having like amazing family and friends there to support and my husband and, and that goes for my team as well. Like yeah. they've been so understanding during times that I haven't been able to be there maybe and um, they've just like taken ownership and, and run with things. Beautiful. So you really have like your set non-negotiables that you do for yourself, which sets you up, you know, and helps you feel nourished and helps you feel clear. And, you know, having that network as well is just so important because women really do it all, don't they? <laughs> as do yeah, you. Yes. Yes. And, and I've got to be honest, I feel like this isn't spoken about enough, no. but leading up to the decision of trying to have a baby and yeah. going through that period of pregnancy, I was so worried about how am I going to do this in the business? Like those thoughts go through your head all the time. And I honestly think in a strange way, I've achieved more than I have in all the previous years, like doing, doing all of that at once. And I think it just kind of forces you to be really efficient and to make those hard decisions because, you know, you've only got so many hours in in the day. I should also highlight as well, like my partner, my husband's been so incredible yeah. and we really do have a very equal mm. 50-50 relationship in terms of who does what in the household Beautiful. and work-wise and family-wise as well. So yeah. um, I definitely can't take all the credit <laughs> on that score as well. Oh, you do an amazing job. So for anyone listening that, you know, they they may have a business idea and, you know, they don't really know where to start, what advice would you give them? Because, you know, you've done so much, you've come so far. And if you could give yourself some advice when you first started, what would it be? I think the key for me I found was like find something you're passionate about and yeah. find something you're good at. And like I find those two things when you combine them can make you really unstoppable. And, and mm. there's a few reasons. Like when you're so passionate about something, you're, you're going to go through hard times in business. Yeah. There are always times where like you hit 
rock bottom and you need that why to push you through. And, you know, that's the difference between businesses that survive and don't because often sometimes people just give up earlier. But the other part of it is like, do what you're good at because those are your strengths. It's really important to play to your strengths, but you're always going to be able to find people around you that know more than you in certain areas. And it's important to identify that because they're the ones you've got to call on as well. I suppose the second part of your question, what would I tell myself when I was younger? That's a really hard one. that's That's a really, really tough one because I don't have any regrets how I've how I've gone through things in the last few years because it's all just been such a learning curve Mm. and I've definitely failed multiple times. But I think in those difficult times, like just knowing it's going to be okay, there is a solution, is really important to remind yourself. And um, I think like people want to help as well. Don't be afraid to reach out to to people for their advice or their Mm. expertise. I find that people are always really willing to share And I also wish in the earlier days that I wasn't um, maybe as like closed off or secretive about things going on in the business. Because when you first launch, you're like so worried about sharing certain things. And I found like the more open you are, the more you just help others. And like no one is you driving their business. Like you've got your own unique chemical mix of what makes up your personality um, traits and your strengths and at the end of the day like that is what is driving the business forward is that vision so um yeah just be open and share because you'll get that right back at you I love that because I think you kind of close off and you're like oh, I can't tell anyone or I better not ask for help I need to do this on my own like I can do everything on my own kind of thing you know I think you get in that space and you're scared that someone might take your idea or whatever it may be but you know, then you kind of hit a wall because there's only, like you said, you've got your set of personality traits and strengths and weaknesses and you need to be able to speak to other people and get help and, you know, ask questions because we can't do everything on our own, you know, as much as we'd love to do that. No one can do anything on their own. You know, we always need to ask for help in many different areas of life. So I really love that advice a lot. That's yeah, I think we. I definitely need to take that on board, <laughs> which I will. So that was, yeah, great. Um, so what is in store for Goodness Me Box? Are we, do we have anything to look forward to? What's going on? Yes. So I might be able to tell, but I'm very excited about our shop. And for us, like we are building that out as quickly as possible. Yeah. I want you to be able to do like your full supermarket shop on there. Like Amazing. anything you want, we've got it for you, but it's just that better for you choice out there. Yeah. And for us, that's also about building, you know, we've got nutritionist reviews on mm-hmm. there so that you guys know exactly, you know, why you're picking something or when to have it. So really informing you, but it's really just about growing that experience for us at the moment. And if you're not quite ready or confident enough to jump in and choose those products, we've obviously still got the subscription service that we love. But I think more and more people are wanting that convenience to shop online. Yeah, that's something that we're trying trying to fill. And something we were talking about the other day, like break up with with Coles and Woolies, there's yes. like better options out there that are going to make you feel great. So I love um, that. that's 
that's the gap we want to service. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. This has been incredible. You are amazing. You're doing so many good things and I love chatting with you because you're so passionate and you give such good advice and I love hearing you speak about your business. It's amazing. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. It's been so good having you on. Amazing. Thanks for having me. It's been so good to chat. Of course. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Yay. All done.